Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Wow, you are in for a treat. Welcome to the first day of Predictions Week. These predictions, mind you, are in stone. Yep. And you will be staked to them for the rest of the year. So if you predict, say, out of the blue, a Raiders-Cardinals Super Bowl, just because the team that hosted the Super Bowl had gone to the Super Bowl in consecutive years, you will be mocked mercilessly for months. We will predict every conference, every award, and every playoff game. And we start today with the AFC East. Nick, take it away. Four to one from the AFC East, one of the most intriguing divisions in sports. We have mocked Kevin Wilds all offseason, saying the Patriots are more likely to finish last than finish first. And while I do not have them finishing first, I do not have them finishing last. Coming in last in the AFC East, the New York Jets, Thank the you. most overrated seven-win team I've ever seen in NFL Ooh. history. <laughs> Five of those seven wins came against backup or third-string quarterbacks. But wait, Nick, you're underrating the fact that they have the 12th best receiver in football. No, I think I'm rating it exactly right, along with the to be 40-year-old quarterback, but he was awesome this offseason. He was nice to his teammates, I guess. Ah! Number three in the division, the New England Patriots. Eh. Listen, they won eight games last year with, as Wild says, a defensive coordinator, cosplaying as an offensive coordinator. That should be better, but they still have a very hard ceiling thanks to McCorkle Jones. I do trust Belichick in the defense, but not quite good enough to be in the playoff team. Back in the playoffs, but not a divisional champion, the Buffalo Bills. I'm not sure if the Super Bowl banner makes sense, but a wild card banner might. I do think they'll be a playoff team. I don't think the Diggs-Allen drama is nonsense. I think it is a reason to be very concerned. <laughs> very concerned, as Sean McDermott told us. Also, does anyone know when Von Miller's coming back? And that leaves us to number one, the wow. Miami Dolphins, a team mm. that when their quarterback was healthy last year looked like a top three offense. I love the addition of Vic Fangio on the defensive side of the ball. And at some point this year, they will be getting Jalen Ramsey. That should be a nice shot in the arm come December. I like the Dolphins roster. I love the coach. I can trust the quarterback just enough as long as he's healthy. Their coach is my AFC East one through four. Well, first of all, nothing excites me more than preseason predictions. Yes. Ah! yes. <laughs> we waited for you to I be here. Yeah. I am so excited yeah. about this week. But, but look, <laughs> nice nice start here, Nick, kind of. Um, I agree with your second and third place finishers. I think the Bills will probably finish Ooh. second, and the, the Pats will probably finish right oh, where you no. have them there. But I see the Dolphins and the Jets switch. And I don't, wow! I do not want to be accused of Ooh, being like a, a overwhelming Jets supporter. But there's too many good things happening there. I think at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to be closer to the MVP form than he was what he was last year. He started early. He's with a coordinator he knows. He's got guys he knows. They've got the fourth best defense. They've got three really good running backs. They just spent $7 million 
on Dalvin Cook, and they already had Brees Hall and Michael Ooh. Carter. So there's there's all those things. And you say they won seven games, okay, and, and they had a terrible quarterback situation. You're counting that as a bad thing. To me, I think that's a, a good thing that they were as competitive as they were mm. with that situation. And I think the downside for Miami, and I love the addition of Vic Fangio, that's going to change things for him defensively. But I don't think Tua is going to be able to hold up throughout the course of the season, and that's going to that's going to derail. Tom Brady slides right in. Woo! Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> Coach was dropping knowledge, oh, Coach. All right, let, let's get, now. Now your Knicks were. I, I like to think of mine not as predictions, mm-hmm. but as projections. Okay, <laughs> predictions is kind of as you saw with Nick, willy nilly, a lot of football gods but, and but you know pixie dust and all that. Projections are projections. Projections are based in reality and fact. Everybody loves a good projection. A projection more based in reality, as you're about to see, Wild. You're not gonna like it. That's why you took Nick's side on that. Number four. The New England Patriots. Oh, gosh. I, how they – the quarterback is the worst in the division by a mile. That's true. A mile. I disagree. How much protection is – we'll get to that later, but uh, they don't look like they're going to protect him well, at least not early on until they get healthy. And um, I, I, I don't see enough talent at the skill positions. This wasn't enough talent for Tom Brady to carry. All right? How in the world is Mac Jones going to carry this type of skill – mediocrity, and I just don't see it happening while. So you're last in the division, sorry to say. Number three, I'm kind of with Coach Miami Dolphins. This one hurt me because I do, obviously, you see the talent there. Obviously, at all the skilled positions, Jalen Ramsey obviously won't be there. They added him. Fangio will help. But I'm with Coach Tua. I hope I'm wrong in that him him staying healthy, but it's hard to trust him being healthy. And as I – all three of the teams ahead of the Patriots, I consider for the playoffs strongly, but I got to leave one out. I'm leaving out Miami. Absolutely. Number two, the New York wow. Jets. All We're right, back. look. Come on. I love, I got it. This might not sound as, you know, analytical as it really is. Oh, yeah. But I like what I've been seeing on Hard Knocks. Oh, <laughs> God. The kidding. vibes oh, are great. God, oh, oh, the the, the vibes. The vibes. <laughs> There's a lot of other things. Uh-huh. They got great. No, Nick, you you, you downplayed Jared Wilson. That dude is bad, man. He's going to have a great year. The running game. I mean, Garrett Wilson, the running game is fantastic. The defense is going to be one of the best in the league. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is all in. I'm with Coach. He'll be closer to MVP Rodgers. I'm, gl- I'm just glad year. you're back on the Bills. Yeah. Bruce Bills. The Bills. Like, you never yeah. I, look, I don't see 13 wins again, but they're going to be right there. Um, vibes aren't good. Okay, that's what Vibes aren't good. But they got talent. I mean, Josh okay. Allen is, is a great quarterback. <laughs> I mean, Stephon Diggs is a great receiver. Bad job. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? The number I two pick. I love their vibes. And then the number one pick, <laughs> I, they, I, they got bad vibes. <laughs> Talent, talent sometimes can outweigh vibes. I was on the projection versus prediction. I like that, but when you went to the hard knocks as your rationale for the set, Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown an incompletion on hard knocks. It's amazing. He is not so. So I got to take a few points off of that. Look, I I think New England, just because of where they are defensively, they're going to be in every single game. They were top five in multiple categories, including like turnovers, sacks, the ones that matter. There hasn't been a 
ton of defensive turnover, so you've got that continuity, and, and, and that'll keep them close. Can they figure out the offensive line? Can they get a running game that's meaningful beyond Ramondre Stevenson? Hello, Zeke. Uh, you, yeah, well, yeah, yeah okay. but he, 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 at some point you got to make somebody miss. So that's a problem. Oh, and, <laughs> He's so, only saying they're not going to be last. So, He's so, not saying they're going to be winning so, the yeah, they, they, Look, they could, they, could, they could win some games that they shouldn't win just based off of coaching and, and where they are defensively. And they should be better than they were offensively oh, last year. We just year. win two games that we weren't supposed to win. That brings us to 10 and 7. Sneak right yeah, into the playoffs. Well, in just take out the Las Vegas game better. last year. There we, we go. Can, you know, we would have won that in overtime. Uh, quickly, here's a quick stat from uh, Mark Daniels. And I'm not big on preseason stats. Well, no, that's not true. But if a guy jumped over the goalpost, are we supposed to just ignore it? No. So if something jumps out to you, yeah. and all of a sudden this year, Mac Jones has gone from 64% of his passes completed to 77%. That means he's on track. The NFL record is 74% from Drew Brees. And I know you're thinking. And he's done six less endorsements, which is not Okay, coach. I know you're saying. Did well, you see Will Greer in preseason? That last game a couple days ago? Did Will, does Will like Greer hold the college completion percentage uh, record? No. So Mac Jones is continuing his trajectory from high school, college, to the pros. So thank you, Mac Jones. You're going to do a fantastic job. Nick, we're moving on to okay. the NFC East. All right. So great job there, Wilds. Uh, I, I appreciate you doing a total 180 on your care about preseason stats from last year to this year. <laughs> I respect out. it. Coming in last in the NFC East, listen, I wish Eric Bieniemy the best, <laughs> and I think this weren't the case. But Ooh. Sam Howell is your week one starter. You already have odd, as far as Brew would call it, vibes between the receivers and the, and the head coach and the offensive coordinator about whether or not you know they actually like the enemy's coaching style. And I thought their decision to not pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option was inexplicable despite the injuries. We know what a talent he is and the potential let the number two pick of the draft hit free agency when you could add an option made no sense to me. They're number four. Number three is the New York Giants. Now, they were number three last year, but that was good enough to make the postseason. It mm. will not be this year. Mm. The New York Giants have an excellent coach, a pretty darn good defense. I like their running back, but the problem is when it comes to all things throwing the football, I do not believe in them. Fair. And so I understand that Greg Jennings tells us Dan Jones <coughs> one of the eight best quarterbacks in the world. I don't know that he's one of the eight best quarterbacks in his conference. He definitely is in the division, but there's only four teams there. So I have the Giants <laughs> number three. Number two. Ooh. The Philadelphia Eagles. I have them back in the playoffs, but not the dominant team they were last year. You worry about them up the middle of the defense after the defensive line. They don't prioritize safety. They don't prioritize that inside linebacker. I understand those aren't glamour positions, but that team can get got there. And if they do not have 70 sacks again, you worry about their pass defense. I worry about the maturity of their head coach, and I worry about how well they have done over the last two years against any team that has a pulse from a passing perspective. They are a great defense, but that has feasted on some very bad passing attacks. When they have faced real quarterbacks, the defense hasn't looked quite as good. And as good as Jalen was, I don't know that I expect him to be an MVP candidate again. So that's how you go from 14 wins down to probably 10 wins. And then winning the division and the team that I think will have the best record in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. They have, I believe, the best defense in football. They have 
not the best receiving core in the league, but three legitimate receivers behind a good, not great number one in CeeDee Lamb. I like Gallup. I've, Brandon Cooks is the most traded player in league history, but wherever he goes, he seems to be productive. True. And the best running back on their team last year is now their feature running back. You add all of that to the fact it will be a solid offensive line once again for them. I like the Cowboys a lot. I think they were last year they won 12 games despite their starting quarterback missing five weeks and losing two in overtime. I like the Dallas Cowboys coach to win the division. Love it. Yeah, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know whether to tell America to go out and bet all their money on this lineup or to run as far away from it as you can because I agree with it. One through four? Wow. Yes. I agree. Oh, look four. at that. Which must mean this is absolutely flawed. Oh, no, it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe run from this or bet against it. But, oh. you know, I, I don't know where to, I don't know where to go with the fact that we Coach agree on this. so much smarter. The, Giants, the, the issue I have with the Giants is the whoever made the schedule must be really angry at the organization. So they've got uh, seven out of ten games to start the season are on the road. They've got three games in the first 11 days. It's just a brutal start to the season. They paid guys a lot of money, but they didn't get different guys. They just had to pay the same guys that much more money. Mm. Added Waller, that's nice, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard road for them. The Eagles, look, eight number ones on defense, which which they can make a lot of noise, but they've had turnover at the safety, turnover at the linebacker spot. They've got new coordinators. They've got to deal with success. They've got a quarterback that made a lot of money. They'll justify it. I think all those things are going to be hard. And and it's tough for me to put Dallas in the one spot. But I do agree. I, I, I like Dan Quinn a lot. I like what they're doing defensively a lot. And I think Brian Schottenheimer as their offensive coordinator is going to do good Drew, things as well. Drew, just make it a clean sweep. The same no. thing. Coach, same you form. had such a strong start to this segment, but I hate to <laughs> kill it now. Right, no. may, maybe my vibes are off. <laughs> I, I need a vibe check. Is that available? Yeah. Number four, the New York Giants. Wow. And Coach, look, he talked about how tough the schedule is going it's to brutal. be. Brutal. All right. And and I, I look, I don't think I'm not as down on Daniel Jones as Nick is. Obviously, I'm not as high on him as Greg Jennings. But I just don't think he has great, even though they added a Paris Campbell. I mean, Paris Campbell's okay, but that's your big addition at the receiver? Like, I don't think they have great players at the skill position. I like Saquon. I'm not sure he's going to have another 1,300, 1,400-yard season. So I I got the Giants in fourth. Washington, I like them a little bit. Like, not not a Super Bowl team like you've been saying. But the defense, (laughs) the defense is legit. That was that defense is no, No. not yet. He's leaning. He's leaning hard there. Um, Sam Howell's. I think Eric Bieniemy already. I know it's preseason, but I've just seen. I like the way they're running their offense and stuff. Obviously, you got a Terry McLaurin. You got some decent skill position players. So I got them in third, and then I got Dallas. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Dallas and Philly are really close. I wouldn't be shocked if they won, but I got them second right now. Um, I I think the question for the Cowboys, they're obviously going to make the playoffs. They're one of the top three teams in the conference. Mm. But are they going to expect Dak to carry them, put them on his shoulders and carry them, or is he going to be a glorified game manager? I think that's when he's best, as a glorified game manager who can make big plays here and there. So, And then I got Philly. Of course, winning the division. I don't think Jalen Hurts will allow them to have a Super Bowl hangover. I just think he's such a great leader. Jason Kelsey. Tom Brady had a Super Bowl hangover. 
He, but, yeah, but he was – well, I, I was going to say he was he early in his career as he's Jalen. <laughs> he may not allow the offense to, but it seems like the defense is still caught up defense is, on the Super Bowl. I, I like Jalen Carter. They can't get over the cleats. They can't get over it. And the refs, the, the, the cleats. They, they the cleats, have been the talking a lot about the refs. But I, I like Jalen Carter, the rookie. I think he's going to have a great year and a great impact. And uh, Jason Kelsey is only back for one reason. Oh, yeah. To win Look, the Super Bowl. The reason I like Dallas – to, to overtake Philly is I think they'll commit to running the ball. Brian Schottenheimer was my office oh, coordinator at the gonna, Jets. They should. He loved running the ball. He, he's not he's not afraid to stay with that. And to me, that's the formula for, for Dak to be really successful. Coach, can I sell you on the commander's defense real quick? Sure. Jack Del Rio. Just because Brew, you're halfway there. You moved him out of the basement. First of all, they, when you talk about worst to first, I don't think they're going to be first. But they were 8-8-1 eight, eight, last year. Opponent third down percentage, they were first. Completion percentage, second. Total yards per game, they were third. Big plays, they were fourth. Opponents per points per game, they were seventh. I think they're going to be a good squad, and I believe this is a little bit of vibes. Eric Bannum, he's like, finally, I've got control of the offense here. I'm going to do whatever I want, and I think he's going to try to be spectacular, and I think Sam Howell is going to play well. I've got him coming in second. Yeah. Second, second. I don't. I don't oh, want to wow. vibe check you, but I. A couple <laughs> years ago, I had my youngest son pick Washington's uh, defense for his fantasy team. Yeah. And they were terrible, and I haven't been able to get over that. Oh, I'm wow. scarred. I'm <laughs> scarred. It's a. It's a vibe thing, you know. The they, vibes were really off on this segment. Yeah. Yeah. Brew you right. us off into a Brew said. Brew started off. He was like, "Oh, you're pixie dust. You're <laughs> sports gods. <laughs> Let me vibes. tell you about the vibes. The vibes was on top of the facts that Coach right by that. He gave me all the facts about the Jets, so I, I came with the chemistry. Okay. So you, you got, got him second, though. Who you got? I don't know. I don't do the whole thing. I just kind of call you. You're bailing. I'll back in trouble. No. Next first. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Class Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Class Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to a wonderful, wonderful day at First Things First. We're in the middle of predictions week, and this is day two. Now, reminder, these predictions are set in stone, and we will be staked to them for the rest of the year. So you can't, for example, pick the Bengals to win 
and then abandon them after they start two and three, and then hop back on the bandwagon because you're, quote, from Ohio. If you're from Cincinnati, Wilds, I know the bylaws. You know I'm not, if you're I'm from just, Cincinnati, you can do that. Hypothetically. <laughs> We will predict every conference, every award, and every playoff game, and we start today with the AFC North. Nick, take it away. All right, worst to first, number four in the AFC. It's a team with the worst coach and the worst quarterback. It's very simple. It is the Cleveland Browns. Worst I do not think – yeah, the worst quarterback in the division. Deshaun Watson from Houston three years ago is not walking back through that door. And the Browns I do not believe in. And the Browns are going to have some real soul-searching to do when this year they still don't get the reward of having a bad team because that pick is still going to the Houston Texans. Mm. Number three. Missing the playoffs, the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. I'm happy Moore got his money. I don't know that the offensive stylistic change is going to be what works best for the Ravens. Also, for the first time in seemingly a decade, the Ravens' defense is a major question mark. I have the Ravens as one of those, my gosh, the AFC's tough. The Ravens missed the playoffs. Coming in second... The Cincinnati Bengals. I do think they are obviously a playoff team. However, I do not think they have a gaudy regular season. I do think some of their losses in free agency on defense hurt them. And I don't think this really will matter unless it does. I guess I'm the only person still curious. Where's Joe Burrow contract extension? Been waiting for a Joe Burrow contract extension. Hasn't happened. They did release Trevor Simeon today, which makes you think Joe Burrow should be available in week one, which is good news for them. And then winning the division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The argument for the Steelers is very simple. Last year, they had a rookie quarterback, and they had their best player miss seven games, and they won nine of them. This year, if you assume T.J. Watt's not going to miss seven games, Kenny Pickett, even if he's not going to be as perfect as he was in the preseason, I do think he'll be better than he was in year two. Most quarterbacks get a year two pump bump, except for, of course, you know, McCorkle Jones. Right. But most guys get better. you got to like George Pickens. You have to love Mike Tomlin. I think the Steelers win the division and get back to the postseason. There's my AFC North. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's start worst to first. We agree. Oh, I hate to say that's it your team because I am from Cleveland and I do expect improvement. I, I'm higher on Deshaun Watson than you are. I think you'll play well. Uh, the de- offensive line obviously is great. They got skill position players like I, I, I like Stefanski more than you do, Nick. But it is a great conference and I think this is the best division in football. And there's going to be, I said yesterday, I don't think Miami makes the playoffs. So there are going to be a couple of good teams that miss the playoffs, more than a couple. And I think the Browns will be one of them. At number three, though, the Steelers. And in the playoffs. Yes, I am going with a three play. I didn't think I would, but I like the Steelers. All right? I really do. You mentioned it. Last year, they were without, you know, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. And look, this is how good Mike Tomlin's great. There's no doubt about it. For him to win nine games last year with T.J. Watt out and their quarterback play was – we talked about the Jets, how bad it was. Theirs was bad too, and I don't mean that Pickett's not going to be good, but last year they had 12 total touchdown passes on the team. And one of them was thrown by a receiver, Chase Claypool. And they had 14 interceptions and still won nine games. I think Pickens is going to be greater. I think George uh, Pickens is fantastic. So I think he's going to have a huge year. Fire moves, I like him too. Run game is good. So I think the Steelers make the playoffs. Number two, 
The Bengals. Oh. Look, I almost cons- I strongly considered not putting him in the playoffs. Wow. But Burrow looks like he'll be back sooner than later, and I think he's just too good along with Jamar Chase. Offensive line, I think, will be a little better. They added your boy Nick Orlando Brown yep. Jr. Um, I think they start 0-2, though. They haven't won in Cleveland since 2017, and then they have Baltimore, but then they can run off at least four straight wins. So they'll be back in the saddle. And at number one, the Baltimore Ravens. I I, I love the Ravens this year. I think Lamar Jackson's going to be, you know, he's excited. He's got his contract. He's excited about the new offense. It's supposed to be like what he did in Louisville more. So obviously we know he was great in college at Louisville. The receiving core is the best he's had. It's not one of the best in the league or one of the top five, but it's the best he's had. And the defense, look, I know it looks like they might be down a bit, but they've been in the top ten in defense six of the last seven years. So I think they'll figure it out. I got Baltimore. All right, we're going to get to the Ravens in a second. Here are all the predictions. Coach, I want to dial in on the Steelers. Both of you guys mentioned T.J. Watt. Here's the numbers, specifically 8-2 and with, 1-6 and without. Point differentials up, turnover differentials obviously different. The yards, man, I'd get a bigger contract. I would, take, <laughs> I would take this full screen and go right and sit back down. Uh, so, Coach, do you buy the Steelers or a playoff team? Uh, not necessarily. Look, I, I was impressed with the way that they finished last year, and I think that Kenny Pickett got a lot of his interceptions out in the early part of his starts and did much better towards the latter part of the season, but he wasn't very productive offensively. It wasn't prolific by any stretch. I mean, I feel good about where I am in relationship to Nick because I think his predictions are, are completely wrong. So that that makes me feel better. <laughs> and and the Browns are going to cause a lot of they're going to cause a lot of problems that division. And that's that's where the Pittsburgh could benefit because the Browns could upset some of these other teams. Mm. And and it's not it, it's going to be hard for whoever ends up winning it. The the struggle that I have with the Steelers as well coached as they are. I don't know if they have enough offensively to match these other teams. And Nick kills, you know, Deshaun Watson, but says Baker Mayfield can get back to form. He kills the Bengals because they haven't given their quarterback a contract extension. Like, like I, I get how he's, I kind of get how he's getting to Pittsburgh winning the division, but it's sort of like the vibe check. It, it's just it's all <laughs> over the place. No, there's no. Oh, can I defend myself yes, for a moment? Is. It's very simple to get to the Steelers winning the division. They won nine games. Their best player missed half of them, and they started a rookie quarterback. Any first-round quarterback that's worth anything, and I don't think Pickett's going to be great, but if he's worth anything, will get considerably better in year two, and Tomlin is awesome. I think think Cincinnati's going to be good. I just think that the Steelers will be better. And that contract is obviously holding him back. I mean, they're obviously (laughs) Well, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I just don't know. Everybody said Joe Burrow was getting a contract as soon as Justin Herbert got his. And I'm just waiting for it. That's all I'm saying. I'm just waiting for it. All right, Coach, the other big prediction here is the Ravens. Nick, pessimistic uh, that this whole change in style is going to benefit Baltimore. Brew, super optimistic. Odell, Zay Flowers, etc. Uh, which is more likely, miss or make the playoffs? I, I'm much more on the pessimistic side, and I think Greg Roman was the best fit for Lamar Jackson. When you look at Lamar's first two years at a star, as a starter, he had 62 touchdowns, and I think it was like 15 interceptions or, or some, something yeah. along those lines. And the last two years, he's had 50% less touchdowns and 30% more interceptions. And now you're going to say, you're going to take and say, we're going to put more of the passing game on his shoulders where when he was most successful, 
was when he was a running threat first and everything built off that to the passing game. Now you're going you're gonna to completely reverse that trend, and I, and I don't think it's going to give him the results that, that they're hoping for by any stretch. I think he'll still run. Like This, this notion that, oh, he's not going to run, it's going to take away his best attribute, I, that would be a tragedy if they did that. So I think if he can throw it outside the numbers consistently, that's just going to open up more holes for him to run through. So I think he's going to have a, a big year. But okay. Chris, the problem is when you when you do it as a pass-first offense, you take that extra defender out of the box. When you're when the quarterback is a runner and you have to deal with that threat, and you've got that defender in the box, it opens up things so much more offensively from a passing game perspective. And now, if you're going to make him a passer first, you don't have to commit that same defender, and you can do more things. That's where I think you take away an advantage that you have with who he is. All right, prediction week rolls on. NFC North Vikings 13 and three last year. Kirk Cousins, star of quarterback, second star probably, was sitting in his car with things hooked up to his head. <laughs> uh, this year they're not even favored. That goes to the Lions who have won eight of their last ten games. Nick, yeah. what do you got? Number four, Chicago Bears. I, Bears, I, trendy pick. Could they make the playoffs? Could they have the league MVP? No. No, they actually couldn't. <laughs> Neither one of those has no. any chance of happening. I do think they are potentially moving in the right direction, but it's a lot of movement to go from a 10-game losing streak and the number one pick of the draft to the postseason. And I know they didn't draft number one, but they had the number one pick of the draft. They traded it away, so they're coming in fourth. In third, uh, regression is coming for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. Now, undefeated in one-score games, the biggest comeback in the regular season in NFL history, a terrible defense that got exposed by Daniel Jones in the postseason. Oh. I love Justin Jefferson. This is Kirk Cousins last year with the Vikings, and this is the Vikings' first year. Well, not first year, but the Vikings back out of the playoffs. In the playoffs, though, for the first time in quite some time, the Detroit Lions, they are in the postseason. The reason I am not quite as high on the Lions as some is I don't think things will be quite as perfect as they were for Goff last year. Goff, when he has a clean pocket, when he's not pressured, is excellent. The moment he's pressured, he turns into a pumpkin. I think he'll be pressured a bit more this year, but I still think they'll be able to get one more win than they did last year and get into the postseason. And then, speaking of vibes, Coach, best vibes in the league. Best vibes. Green Bay Packers. True. <laughs> Good young talent at wide receiver. Good running game. An underrated defense, a chip on their shoulder, a coach that has, as far as through three years of his coaching career, one of the best winning percentages in NFL history, and a quarterback who has got to sit and learn for years. Will he be great? No. Will he be as good as Aaron was last year? That's not that hard. Mm. I like the Green Bay Packers mm. as kind of the scorned X oh. winning the division. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, mine is kind of similar, to be honest. At number four, I'm with you on the Bears. Um, Justin Fields has been the most sacked quarterback since he got into the league. Three and a half sacks a game, he's, he's enduring. So, I think he'll be better. And I think, like you said, they might be moving in the right direction, but they're far away from the yeah. playoffs, in my view. At number three, Minnesota. I'm oh, with you there. Because last year, you said they, they were undefeated in the one-score games. 11-0 in one-score games. They tied an NFL record by winning eight games that they trailed in the fourth quarter. Some people might look at that as, oh, they got moxie. Yeah, yeah. They got points. I look at it as they were very fortunate, yep. and I don't think they'll be as lucky You're halfway this to year. a perfect practice. Right, and the defense was – the defense, you know, we, we know that what that was last year. 
Here's where we part oh, ways. I do have the Packers making the playoffs. Oh, okay. Good. All right, I'm with you on the defense being a bit underrated. Obviously, they're going to have a great running game. They still got Jones and Dylan. Yep. And the receivers, I like Dobbs and Watson. Me too. And they have a good relationship, I think, with, with Jordan Love. And, Coach, I, I think one of the things we do today, I get it because the contractual situation, but we throw too many young quarterbacks right into the mix right away when they're not ready. And I think Jordan Love has benefited from sitting at Aaron Rodgers' feet. He looks more confident, more poised. He's obviously athletic. So I actually expect him to play well. I think the formula is good defense, strong run game, and a game manager with some athleticism who can make some plays. And at number one, obviously, I'm with Detroit because you mentioned the offense, how great the offense was last year. They didn't, I mean, Jared Goff rarely got sacks. They don't turn the ball over, and they take the ball away. Look, but here's the thing that impressed me. They started 1-6 and six and finished 8-2, and two, but look at the defense. Now, their defense last year was viewed as terrible. They were but terrible. Over those, well, over the last 10 games, they gave up 20 points a game. You can live with that if you have one of the top offenses in the league. So I think the defense, Aiden Hutchinson, is great. They're going – I think they'll get better. I'm not saying they'll be a top five, one of the 12 no, top the five defenses, but they'll be better and the offense is they strong. They might be top 20. Coach, let's uh, dig in on the Packers. I think the Packers are going to the playoffs mostly because they are no longer hamstrung by a quarterback who could not throw the ball down the field. <laughs> Here's the statistic. LaFleur loved to throw the ball down the field. Second, tied for fourth, second, second. But if you see that little yellow line, I'll read it to you. Rodgers was six for 40. 15% was second worst in the NFL at throwing the ball down the field. I think Jordan Love will be able to air it out, and LaFleur can get back to playing the style of football he wants to play. How do you feel about the Packers this year? You know, when I was, became a head coach, I wish I had a two-time MVP my first two seasons. That would have been a really nice, that would have been a really nice, right. nice treat. And, you know, look, again, I feel good because I disagree with Nick on, on almost everything he sure. said. I, he's going to kill the Bears because it's a trendy pick but yet he's going to pick the trendy Detroit Lions to make the playoffs. So we're going to hate trendy, but we're going to like trendy. <laughs> even, even though the Bears added multiple really good offensive players, mm. outstanding offensive players, a rookie first-round tackle, two really good defenders, but whatever. The Bears, I guess, are the going to be The Bears are not going to be good, Coach. You don't even think they're going to be good. Justin Fields improved in every offensive category, but again, they'll be, they'll be terrible. And then Detroit, you know, I, I get it. They, they had a great end of the season. The, everybody loves them. But they were terrible to start the season, and now they have to deal with expectations. They have to deal with success, all of those things. But let's get to Green Bay. Green Bay, I liked what Jordan Love did all preseason. I thought he looked in control. I thought he looked poised. There was a lot of encouraging things. But when Aaron Rodgers took over for Brett Favre, there was a transition that took place, and there's a learning curve that goes from sitting on the bench to being a starter, and I don't see him being able to do enough mm. to, to, to get them into the playoffs. And mm. if anything, they'll probably be sitting down you know, much lower in, the, in that division, maybe even you know, the bottom of the division. So you have Vikings number one, or process of elimination? Well, I mean, we're going to kill the Vikings too because they, they won a bunch of games by being resilient. <laughs> like, let's kill the team that finds a way to win I killed the games. Bears. They had the worst record in football. <laughs> you got mad at me. I killed the Vikings. <laughs> the, the Vikings have continuity. They've got they've got continuity That's in coaching. Vikings. They've got continuity in quarterback. They win close games. 
but they're terrible. Also, just no, throw it up terrible. to Justin Jefferson. Just like I mean, he's pretty good. Just I throw mean, it up. I love good. Justin Jefferson. Third place team. Yeah. And by the way, Brew agreed with me on all of that. And Brew had the Lions winning the division, and you just attacked me. That was me. Just attack him. You, 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 you had to Cleveland too. Oh, I don't want to take the Bears because of the trend. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to just an excellent show and welcome to day three of predictions week. These predictions are set in stone and we will be staked to them for the rest of the year. One caveat about rooting interests. You are allowed to fervently root for your hometown team and also root for the Chiefs. No, it's like being a Bulls fan in the 90s. You're that's doing my, yourself that's a disservice. That's my take. Exactly. All Chiefs fans have that take. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't get on board, especially if you're beloved at the parade, okay. we will predict every division, every award, and every playoff <laughs> game. And we start today with the basement of the AFC West. Nick, take it away. Basement dweller last year, basement dweller this year, the Denver Broncos. Oh. It's a disastrous season wow. on deck for Denver. Unfortunately, they've already lost key players, particularly receivers due to injury. I think the loss of defensive coordinator coach, I'm telling you, coaching matters. EJ Everett was going <laughs> to hurt them. And I do not think Sean Payton is going to be able to fix it all in one offseason because he cannot fix Russell Wilson one offseason because Russell Wilson is not fixable. The Denver Broncos in last place once again. Third place, Las Vegas Raiders. They lost five games last year. They led by seven or more points. They lost three games. They led by 17 or more points. Mm. I think some of that will be better, and I do think that there is not a massive drop-off from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, assuming Jimmy stays healthy, which is tough, but it is a bit of a drop-off. That's why they don't take more of a leap, and I don't trust the head coach that much. Sorry on that one, coach, that the Raiders are in third place. <laughs> Second place, same as last year. In fact, this whole division same as last year. The Los Angeles Chargers. A lot of talent. They are bitten by the injury bug every single year, seemingly at an unfair rate. But the biggest thing working against the Chargers is something they did to themselves and they have no way to fix. They have zero home games. And when you're, I think that is a margin that is almost impossible to make up. Mm -hmm. When half your games are true road games, about four of them are neutral site, and then four of them are the most demoralizing type possible, which is the home road game when you're in a silent (laughs) count. So for those reasons, I think they have a ceiling that some of the other teams in the AFC don't have. And then, of course, 
the 90s Bulls, as I said two weeks ago, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. There is There are only two really interesting questions <clears throat> with the Chiefs this year. The first one is, this team that has won eight consecutive games, will they be 13-0 when they head to New England? Let's go. Trying to beat the New England record of 21 straight victories. It would be a 22nd straight victory on national television in New England. Then if they do we'll that, be there. the only uh, – yeah, for, yeah, we'll be there. No problem. The only – you'll be rooting for the Patriots and I'll be rooting for the Chiefs. The only other question, Brew, is of course, can they be the – First team ever to go 20 and 0. Wow. I think they maybe can, but we'll discuss that more later. Go ahead. Oh, don't sigh, coach. Coach, yeah, coach. coach <laughs> don't sigh. Let's look for a at the bit. All right. Um, we're similar, but I got number four as the Raiders. Okay. And look, they do have talent. They had talent last year, though. All right. They not only did they had made the playoffs, they had Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Okay. And do we have that, vi- that okay. picture? But anyway, and they and they lose. What they win? Six, seven games last year. What? So they got worse. I, I look, Jimmy G. What? what? I like, Dusty the graphic. Dusty. How are they last? How are they I'm last? about to tell you. Oh, okay, sorry. I don't trust Josh McDaniels as a head coach. Nice coordinator, but the record speaks for itself. Like I said last year, they added talent and got worse. I think Josh is. They're going to struggle with him, and this will probably be his last year there. Yikes. And then Jimmy G. I, he has trouble staying healthy. Okay. That's all I'll say. All right, at number three, Denver. I This is a Sean Payton pick. This is trust in Sean Payton. I do think he'll get better stuff out of Russ. These are your teams. I, I, I your keep teams it objective. I'm the most objective guy up here. So that, that's all I'm doing. I can't, I'd love for Russ to have a resurrection. I do think he'll play better because not only is he playing for a starting job can't this worse. year and in the future, but he's playing for his legacy. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. Maybe that certain Hall of Famer that we all thought, maybe it's not so certain anymore. So I think he'll play well, but you said it. The, the receivers are already banged up. Yep. Defense will be strong. Run game will be strong. They'll, I think they can win seven games. All right, at number two, but not in the playoffs. Wow. The Chargers. And you talked a lot about it, Nick. They don't have a home field. And we know how tough the AFC is. Their division, even – I think those games with the Raiders and Broncos will still be tough games and no home field advantage. The defense was has not been good under Staley, even though that's supposed to be his bread and butter. I think they'll be better, obviously. You hope Joey Bosa's healthier. But I, I think the defense is going to be their Achilles heel. And then injuries. Of course. Great receiving core, but will they stay healthy? And obviously the Chiefs at number one. But I got to say this. What? Bad vibes. You think? <laughs> Hold on. Travis Kelsey's talking about, I don't make as much money as no, I should. That, no, that is, he that couched, is it, he couched it nicely, that but he put it true. out there. I did love he, it. Did he have to put it out there? He didn't have to put it out there. He said, and Chris Jones, where's Chris Jones? Well, Chris Jones isn't there. Okay, that's, that's all the I know. They got too much legit. talent. I'm the just saying the vibes, are, the vibes are bothering okay, me a little bit. The, okay. the they got too much vibes. He okay. said that vibes. in Vanity Fair, and he was loving it. Yeah. He was dressed in a fur coat next to a Ford Bronco from the 70s. He loved it. Okay. Uh, okay. Coach, let's look at consecutive division titles. America's team obviously has the record, but the Chiefs getting close. What? Could derail the Chiefs that we're all fans of. At least, okay, stop are. it. What? You, you just stop it. You can't. Your, your son is allowed to be a there, Chiefs fan. You are not. There, there's a lot of things that could potentially derail this team, and and you could start with the two brand new offensive tackles. So we got to see how that works out. Although I didn't think that was a real strength of the team last year. 
You've got to have that continuity on the offensive line, and they've got to build that chemistry. They've got a very young receiving core. They've only got Marquez Valdez-Scanting back in terms of significant experience. And then can Kadarius Tony stay healthy? So that's, that's one aspect, too. And then when you look at the defensive line with no Chris Jones, with their starters on opening day, I think, have a combined 29 and a half sacks in 179 games. Mm. So that's like about a tenth of a sack a game. So that's what you're talking about until they get Chris Jones back, until they get some, Off you know, um, I, I, I'm not very good at pronouncing his name. The other oh, Charles yeah, Charles yes, until they get him back. Six games. There's another six games. So you're talking about a defensive line that's going to struggle in terms of generating pass rush. No. Now you add fatigue. And, and what I mean by fatigue is in winning back-to-back Super Bowls, which hasn't been done in 20-plus years, the reason it's so hard is because you've got to be up every single week, and it, it gets it gets harder and harder each you know each yeah. consecutive game. And can you maintain that? And Kansas City hasn't been able to do that, and, and there's probably a that good just, reason for because it, it's really it's hard to do. Just not true. Though. Hold on. It's just hold on. Wait a second. Wait. They have had, just wait one more. You asked. You asked why. You know, and I love the vibe. The vibe. Hold on. Hold on. Just a little That's what I'm saying. When, when you've got to hold out, when you've got to hold out, one of your someone, best players. You're arguably yes, definitely your He's a great player. defensive player, and he'll be back. He told us he'll be back week at eight? the latest by week eight. And we went through the schedule. There's no losses before then unless you're going to pick them to lose to oh, the French that was so promised. What he, so what but he's what saying is lose don't before. book your ticket to New England no. because that game won't matter. No, no, no. Ooh. What I am saying very clearly is that that we need Chris Jones desperately for the postseason. He will be back for the postseason. That's first of all. Second of all, the last time the Chiefs were Super Bowl champions, they were 14-1 and one and rested people in weeks in the final week of the year. Now, in the Super Bowl, they got their butts kicked. And if we think that's because they, for some vibes reason, were a hangover, no, that wasn't why. It was because they had five new offensive linemen, and credit to the Brady and the Bucks for beating them. But the idea that this team, there is any concern that having won the Super Bowl, they won't rise to the occasion, there is no evidence of that. And you're right, they, they don't have a lot of great receivers coming back, except for a couple that Coach didn't mention, who scored touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So well, I Tony's think got to stay healthy. What, what I'm he's going to be back week one. And with, with Tony, he, he's been up and down in terms of an, from an injury yeah, perspective. Right. And those other young guys have to prove they can do it consistently. Now they've got the advantage of having Patrick Mahomes, but we asked what could derail it. If that doesn't develop the way they hope it develops, that's something that potentially is an issue. And okay. two new offensive linemen are two new offensive linemen, and, and hopefully it's upgrade. an upgrade. Hopefully it's an, it's upgrade, an upgrade, but there's a chemistry component to the offensive line if it's going to be successful at a high level. Orlando Brown Jr. is pretty good. Season. I know you're down on you, but... Both Drew and Nick have the Broncos and the Raiders missing the playoffs. A healthy Jimmy G has never missed the playoffs. Mm. And Sean Payton has basically said his Broncos are a playoff team. He also said, no bucket hats. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> who's more likely to be playoff bound? Jimmy G, who Brew abandoned, or Russ, who Brew abandoned? <laughs> well, as much as, as Nick killed Minnesota yesterday for winning close games and being resilient and giving him no credit for that, yeah. you know, now we're, we're, we're also not going to take into account the fact that the Raiders lost the way that they did last year. And the odds of that happening are also pretty slim That's as why well. I don't have them in last so, place. So they're, they're both slim, and they, they did win six games last year, and they, they broke an NFL record for losing double-digit losses. That, that's not going to happen again. Agreed. This is a second year in the defensive system. That should be much better. 
Jimmy G should be an upgrade over Derek Carr. Really? And 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 here here's here's where I'm going with this is he has a relationship with Josh. He understands the system. There's there's going to be they're going to be able to do things that they couldn't do with Derek Carr from a system perspective, which should make them more effective offensively than that than they were last year, just from a scheme perspective. Now, if he can stay healthy, which we all know is a gigantic right. if. But if that's the case, they should be a lot more productive and a lot more successful than they were last season. I agree with you. Brew, I think you made a strategic error. You what? think the Raiders are making the playoffs? All these teams and just, the players? You're the Jimmy G guy. Yeah. He just gave you a yeah, great yeah. list of that. You are the Jimmy G guy. Not anymore. Not I over mean, yet. He'll probably it, get hurt, unfortunately. Oh, she wins. Unfortunately. All right, let's turn our attention to the AFC South. It's a coronation. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Everyone agrees. And the Jags are the darlings of the league. Titans lost seven in a row to close out last year. But do have D-Hop now and two new faces, Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. So, Nick, what do you got? All right, I'll go very quick here. Houston's going to finish last. Luckily for them, they don't have their own pick because their GM, who is 6-26-1 and and since coming over from New England, who said today, we can't be judged on our record. It's about the process. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing there, but they really wanted Will Anderson. I like D'Amico Ryans, but he is in for a hell of a season. And by the way, if they don't win at home against Indy in Week 2, they could be winless well past Halloween. Speaking of and, and I like Nicola personally, but he certainly judged the previous two head coaches. By, the by yeah, he's on his third head. Co- that's absolutely right. He's on his third head coach. He's six twenty six right. and one. Got to judge us on our process. Well, your process was you traded away next year's first round pick, which is going to be a top four pick. I don't understand it. I said I'd go quick. Sorry, I a little worked up there. Indy. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to watch Anthony Richardson. I think Shane Steichen could be quite good. I don't know what they're doing with Jonathan Taylor. I don't know what the latest Jim Irsay tweet's going to be. I have them in third place. They've be in the last place in most divisions. Number two is the Titans. The question is, do they pull the plug on Ryan Tannehill? Malik Willis didn't look close to ready. Now they drafted Will Levis. They know they eventually need to go and rebuild, but is Vrabel too good of a coach for them to ever really fully bottom out? I think Vrabel is a great head coach, a truly great head coach, but I don't trust the team. And then, of course, the coronation, the prince who was promised year two, Peyton or year three, for him, just like Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning 2.0, led the league in touchdowns, led the league in yards in year three as the defending AFC South champion. I see something similar happening for the prince. And while all you guys mocked me all last year and all this year, I would have, I would imagine every single person at this table is picking the Jags to win that division and go back to the playoffs. Brew, I'm excited to see your playoff picks. <laughs> at number four, you got that wrong. It'll be the Colts. Okay. All right, I like Anthony Richardson, but he's going to be up and down. He can run the football. What was he, 6-17, and 17 and he's doing this? I mean, just it's going to be a roller coaster ride for him throwing the football, but I think maybe a bright future. Jonathan Taylor, we know what's going on with that um, as far as missing at least the first four games. At number three, I got Houston. Look, D'Amico Ryans, I like Will Anderson. You know, C.J. Stroud, I guess, if, if he's going to be the quarterback – um, I do like him a lot. Obviously, as a rookie, he'll have his ups and downs. But they're coming off three horrible years. I think the future is brighter, and I think they can finish third. At number two, we've got the Titans. Like you said, Vrabel, great coach. Um, Derrick Henry, I, he didn't look spent last year. He That's didn't right. look like He's he was good. large, so he'll still do his thing. The only thing I don't like about Trevor well, Lawrence well, there's nothing, nothing. is that Nick is so obnoxious Just, about him you know. and picked him early. I like Trevor oh, Lawrence. Oh, stop, I, bro. What are you Nick, doing Nick today? Nick goes so 
so overboard on him with yeah. the wings. Bro, we've all and known the it. Bruce trumpets, the bugle boys, and all that. Jimmy G. It's a weak division, too. Okay. It's a weak division. But I, I, I expect Trevor to have a Coach, beat. can I show you something? A, a stat? Because we're filled with a lot of propaganda on this show. A ton. Here's how Trevor Lawrence's year went last year. Mm. You would think it was just perfect the whole year. Well, mm. through weeks That's one through eight, good. it was mediocre. Then he caught fire. Beat the Cowboys on national television. Everybody watches and wow, this guy's great. And then week 16 through his playoff games, he threw six touchdowns, six interceptions, including four interceptions in the first half of one playoff game. That means in the other five games, he threw two. This is what that would mean. <laughs> Just adding it up. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> is the hype for Trevor Lawrence justified or a little too much? Yeah, like bringing in the guys to play the flutes or whatever they play. <laughs> the royal <laughs> trumpeters is, 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 <laughs> is over over the top and, and way too early. And, and look at it. Look at his season last year. He didn't. He had a five-game losing streak at the beginning of the season. Overcoming. He did have. He did have a five-game winning streak at the end of the season. But it wasn't like it was prolific in terms of interceptions or, or in terms of touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns. And two interceptions, but much better. Sure. And then you go. Now he ends with a 96 quarterback rating. Go into the playoffs, and he's got two games with a 70 and a 74 quarterback rating. Hold on. So he's 20. He's 25 That's points so lower than he was in the regular okay. season. So we're going to kill Josh Allen for being up and no. down. Uh, we're going to coronate. No, we're going like to coronate no. this guy. And Josh Allen is talked about like he's the best or the second best quarterback in football. Trevor Lawrence, folks, on this show. We're saying he's not as good as Mac Jones. He might be a bust. Folk, and if folk. we are not going to act as if for any other player in the league, we would talk about the resiliency in playing the worst half of football of your life, being down four scores in your first ever playoff game, and leading the comeback like we saw. Nobody ever says when the 28-3 comeback for Brady. The 28-3 comeback, no one ever says, well, it would have been just 21-3. We didn't throw that pick six. How impressive is it? No. We threw four. We talk, I'm sure we, we would mention okay. it. All right, that's fine. Listen, guys, I'm happy. I thought after that, after last year, the Trevor Lawrence thing wouldn't be that good of a topic on the show because everyone would have literally bent the knee as you did when the trumpeters came. He, up. And then we would. He had trumpeters for Carson Wentz. He had trumpeters no, for No, I did Brown not have guys. He had, had trumpeters for, for Baker Mayfield. That is, that is it doesn't true. matter who it is. None he's got true. a trumpeter Coach, for Coach, that is the, the record does not reflect. <laughs> they're, in, they're in the it green was, room was, right now. Anthony Richards. Harper. Hits one in the air. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So, as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me. Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Speaking of can't miss, we're in the midst of prediction weeks. We got another round, bro. Welcome to day three of prediction week. These predictions are set in stone and we will be staked to them for the rest of the year. One caveat for you at home. Any past proclamations heard here about being a member of the Iowa State Mafia should be taken into account when you hear these right. predictions. Right, any home teams, I can claim at some point. Well, yeah, that gives home me a lot of wiggle room. I'm not talking <laughs> about you. A lot of wiggle room. A lot of wiggle room. <laughs> Particularly, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. We'll predict every division, every award, and every playoff game, and we start now with the basement of the NFC West. All right, it is odd that last place is actually, in some ways, the second best in the world. Hmm. But in this hmm. case, it is. And last place will be the Arizona Cardinals. They will be in last place in the NFC West. They will be in last place in the NFC. They will be last place in the NFL. That means they will get the best prize of any team all year other than Lombardi Trophy, which is Caleb Williams. Congrats to them on their next 15 years of pending success. Number three, the Los Angeles Rams. The best thing they could do, honestly, this year is to throw their two games against the Cardinals to prevent Caleb Williams from coming to that division. They're not going to do that. They have Aaron Donald. They have Matt Stafford. I'm not sure how long they're going to have Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup. They probably should be turning the the ship in the tanking direction themselves, but they don't want to do that. They have about $70 million in dead money. The bleep them picks philosophy got them a Super Bowl. Now it's going to get them a few years of trying to have to dig themselves out of that hole. Number two, but making the playoffs is the San Francisco Mm -hmm. 49ers. The Purdy regression is inevitable, and I, it is shocking to me how many people are just all in on this player because of a half dozen good games with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. I don't think that is going to be sustainable. I also, despite the pending scoffs at the table, do not think the football gods are going to smile fondly upon the process of the San Francisco 49ers of abandoning Trey Lance at 23 years old and, and, and bringing in Sam Darnold and giving him more hype than you ever gave to a player you were deeply invested in that you never gave a real chance to. Team the football gods, however, will love, and who also the data analysts love, the Seattle Seahawks. They started two rookie tackles last year, not only survived it, but thrived. Geno Smith, who a lot of people feel like had not gotten a fair shake yet in this league, finally did as a veteran quarterback and delivered leading the NFC in touchdown passes. The defense will be even better because they played so many young players, so many rookies last year. They might have the best corner in the entire NFC in Reek Woolen. I think they have the most under-discussed, great receiving core in the league. They will always have a good running game, and they have an excellent head coach. Seattle Seahawks get back to the playoffs, Brew, and win the division. Well, you got the last choice right, the the Arizona Cardinals. But I I think this is interesting. Are they going to keep Kyler out the whole year? I mean, because if he starts playing, he's going to try to win games. And might, they might win a few. Call of Duty games. And so, <laughs> well, that's then this, that leads to the second question. Yeah. How tradable will Kyler Murray be? You'll, you'll get a first with that con With that contract, with questions about his study habits, questions about how he fits in with his teammates, his leadership. Like, I get that they're tanking, and but I just think it's Carson not going to be Carson Wentz went for a first-round pick think. twice. Darnold went for a it second, a fourth, and a sixth. It's not going to be Those as neat bad. as you, you think. Right. right. And people learn decisions. from that stuff. But no, Just like they learned with a lot of the running okay. backs. Right. I mean, Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, so on and so forth. All right, at number three, the Rams. We agree on that. 
Um, Aaron Donald, will he get traded? That's going to be the que- the big question. I- I'm sure he's not motivated. Remember, he almost retired. Or, uh, that might have been just to get money, but he can't be motivated to play with for the Rams right now. So we'll see if he gets traded. At number two, this is where you go off to. The Seahawks. And I, you notice I don't have them even in the playoffs. Oh, that's because ridiculous. you talked about Brock Purdy turning back into a pumpkin. No, it's going to be Geno How? Smith. He already did it in the last five. They went three and five in their last eight games. Look at him over the last five games. Great early on, but then you get a little tape. You start taking him seriously. Tape. You start taking him seriously. Yeah, there wasn't much tape his first, what, 10 years? Oh, nine what years. He, was, he was scout team and all that. Let me see that again, Dusty. <laughs> That's that. Nick, you need to look at this. Uh, Everything, the TV interception, terrible. The the passer rating is terrible. It ain't great. It's not what he did last year. It is last year. No, but but I'm saying the beginning of the season, it is. You know what Geno's not going to do to Brutal? Like Trevor Lawrence numbers. That's what he's not. (laughs) Geno's not going to write back. I don't know if that's in the lexicon. Number one, I I can't believe you don't have the Niners number one. Now, I'm assuming they get things straightened out with Nick Bosa. They will. But Brian Purdy, I don't see a regression. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but all the weapons he has, all they have to do is stay healthy. Big big deal for sure. them. But if they're healthy, come on, man. That defense, okay. that defense is Coach, awesome. Coach, the, the deciding vote. Awesome. Brew, member of Iowa State Mafia, yeah. along with Brock Purdy. Just Here's Iowa his numbers. Mafia. Nick says he was just a flash in the pan, although he did lead in yards per pass, and he did lead the whole NFL in passer rating. Do you think Brock Purdy is the real deal? I know it's a seven-game stretch, but when Trevor Lawrence has a seven-game right. stretch. Right. Exactly. Trevor Lawrence has had a seven-year stretch. He did? Yeah, he did. Yeah, what he about that? Sophomore year of high school, last year of college. Awesome. How was that for yeah, rookie that's year? seven right? years. No, it ended. It was college. <laughs> okay. He was good. Coach Brock, Brock Purdy. Too. Brock Purdy. Look, I love the Brock Purdy story. And I, I, it's, it's a great story. It's not as good as Geno Smith's story, and your vibes are all off. Thank you, But he comes, in, he comes in, they're eight and four. Now, if you, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, when he came in, they were 1-10. They both went 5-0 and when they started. Brock Purdy's numbers were a little bit better in terms of touchdowns. Interceptions were, were a little bit better as well. But you're talking about one guy who comes into a team that hadn't won anything versus one guy who comes into a loaded team and, and plays pretty well. And, and I'm really impressed with what he did. But I went and watched his touchdowns this afternoon. I watched his interceptions this afternoon. Yeah. And a lot of the touchdowns, it's, on the stat sheet, it says 60-yard completion. Thank but you. it's a screen. It says 40-yard completion, and it's a shallow cross. He throws another. He throws two other touchdowns. Is not a guy within 12 yards of the wide receiver. You know that won't be the case this year. Debo's going to be. Well, better. well I'm saying that that there's. He did a, a good job on a loaded team, but when you if, when you look at what Jimmy Garoppolo did versus what he did, it's a little bit more impressive. And the odds of him being able to complete or, or continue on the upward trend or maintain a 116 quarterback rating. It's, or it's or have a, a half dozen dropped. What you know? He should watch instead yeah. of his interceptions or his touchdowns. His dropped interceptions. Yeah. That's a fun twelve-minute YouTube video. Well, yeah. I, I, I like again, I, I, guys. The weapons I, haven't gone anywhere. That's well, okay. Well, that's the fine. play call hasn't want, gone listen, anywhere. This is important and good for the show because since you have abandoned Jimmy, no. you have abandoned Russ. You I know, need I, I was giving a you a layup on Jimmy. Yeah, you, you, you just threw They're Gino making the out. playoffs? You, you, I keep it real. I, I'm about facts. I, I, <laughs> not feelings. Yeah, so, uh, but we we now, it is established. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have your gavel? Uh, no. Brock Purdy 
is Bruce guy. He's your guy. You yep. want him, right? Iowa Mafia. There we go. Okay. I'm not Dark saying Sue Dark Horse. Dark yeah, Horse I'm not ready to go there. They're going to win the division. I'm not ready to go there, but okay, we do this. NFC South time. Brady is gone. Carr is here. Baker is back. Desmond Ritter enters his sophomore year, and Bryce Young tries to right the ship in Carolina. Yep. Nick, take it away. Number four, the Carolina Panthers. Another team like Houston that traded away their number one pick. At least Carolina did it to move all the way up to number one to get Bryce Young, but he is going to get killed behind a non-existent offensive line, and when he doesn't get killed, he's going to be throwing the non-existent weapons. That might be the worst offense in the league next year. It's going to be a tough opening for Bryce Young. Number three. Baker can only do so much. They've got $90 million in dead yeah, money. That means 45% of their roster doesn't exist. It's going or their salary cap space. Again, this is there's a cost to buying Super Bowls and buying. I mean, does the Super Bowl even count if it's a home Super Bowl, too? Like, I don't even get it. Oh, it's it was good for a It's a little dainty, a little gross. But Baker can only do so much. I think Baker will be okay. I think he'll throw to some good weapons, but that team is going to struggle to a degree. Then the most overrated team in the league, the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Now, the Saints continue to ki- pretend they are in contention, and they continue to kick the salary cap down, can down the road, so eventually those chickens will come home to roost. In the meantime, what they're going to be able to satiate the- themselves with is another eight wins. Like, okay, that's fine. But at some point, you're going to have to admit you are not in the championship window. And then the division champion. The Atlanta Falcons, led by Offensive Rookie of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year and the pending rushing champion, B. John Robinson. The Atlanta Falcons will lead the league in rushing. They have Drake London, they have Kyle Pitts, and they have the softest division in the entire NFL. I think they can go 10-7 and and win the NFC South, and B. John Robinson can have a Marshall Falk-esque 2,000 yards from scrimmage. (laughs) I believe all of that, so there it is. At number four, Nick's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're not mine. I have them third. They're Baker, you you claimed Baker years ago. He's I like your that. guy. Yeah. All right, and Baker will not be starting midway through the season. It'll be Kyle Trash. All right, okay. and uh, Todd Bowles. It's going to be a tough year for him. So at number three, Carolina. All right, you're right. I like Bryce Young and I like Frank Reich. So I, I think that's a great duo. But they just don't have much else. His weapons aren't that bad. Chark and Adam Thielen, but the line is tough. And and Thielen, I like Thielen. All right, at number two, the Falcons in the playoffs. I agree with you. Two NFC South playoff teams and the Seahawks missing. Yep. Wow. Because the Atlanta is their run game is great, and it's just gonna get great. It was great last year. Top three team in the league rushing, and now you add Bijan. He is gonna have a great year. I don't know about rookie of the year. But he will have a great year. And then at number one, oh, obviously, the Saints. I like that one. Like I said, Derek Carr, he's an upgrade. Derek Carr has never had even a top 19 defense. Not even top Now 19. he's got a top 10 defense. First time in his I'm, career. Can I ask He's got some weapons. Chris Olave. I, look, I don't know if Michael will, Thomas will stay healthy. But, yeah. but if he does, can hey. I, can I just ask a question real yeah. quick? And I'm so from, Derek I'm from Carr, Louisiana. So I just want to make sure I, I understand it. Derek, because Derek Carr, you're high. You think he's going to be able to have success, a level in New Orleans that he couldn't have in Las Vegas. I just yes, want to make sure I understand. Because he's got a better defense. No, but it's not the coaching thing. Because I know you were saying the coach. And because are you a big Dennis Allen guy? Or are we big on the Saints? Dennis Allen has had I, his struggles. Okay. Is, is Dennis okay. Allen calling the plays? Okay. They got a new offensive coordinator. Okay. Or different right, offensive coordinator. So everybody loves the Saints, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, they Everybody should. Everybody loves the Saints. I like, I like Derek Carr. You like the Saints? Yeah. Um, I like Baker, to be honest with you. Oh, good oh, job. Stop it. Well, I just wow. want to root for Baker. I want to root for Baker. I, you, I don't think he's not, had a fair shot. You got feelings for him. I do. This is about I what really is going to happen on the gridiron. Uh, 14 guys on that list. That's Baker's list of head coaches and offensive coordinators. I didn't do the math, but I think it's double Tom Brady's, and Baker hasn't been in the league that long. I think those would be called so excuses. Do you, that's not excuses. <laughs> that's continuity. It's a reason. Anyways, Coach, give me your outlook on Baker. Okay, first of all, I'm worried because I agree with Nick on both champions that, that he chose. <laughs> so, again, that might be a cautionary I tale. I should be worried, Might be a coach. cautionary tale for any, anybody who's watching. I think it's going to be hard for Baker. Snapped. You're taking over for a legend. You've lost your all-pro center. You couldn't run the ball a lick last year, and you lost your all-pro center. 25% of your team is rookies. It, it, there's a lot of things that he's going to have to overcome for them to this be successful. A bad fit for him, then. But, but... He's fortunate in the division that he's playing oh. because there's no team in that division that just – I like Atlanta a lot, but there's no team that just is a slam-dunk home run to, to win out there. And if Baker gets hot and Baker can show that he's closer to early Baker than he what we've seen here recently, you know, I, I'm cheering for him too. And, and it, Everybody's rooting it, for it him. It took me bro. a while, but, it, but it, I'm cheering for him because he's the underdog now, <laughs> yeah. not because, you know. You I think John Robinson, have, rookie of the year? Uh, I like B. John Robinson okay. a lot. I like a lot the of their offense. He likes running the ball. Hey, college football fans. This is R.J. Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to Prediction Week. We've reached the end of the road. Still, I can't let go. And this is when things get serious. (laughs) AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, and the Super Bowl. Coach Mangini has joined us. We start today with Chris Broussard. Chris, your predictions, or as you like to call them, projections. Yes, yes, that's right. Uh, so just for the AFC, huh? Nick, I got some bad news for you. What's that? You have the Chiefs. The Chiefs are not only not reaching the Super Bowl, they are not reaching the Final Four. Okay. It's gonna be the Bengals and the Ravens, Coach. Nice, All Chris. AFC North. Okay. One of them, we don't. I don't know how it'll play out in the playoffs. One of them will get the Chiefs. And the Bengals, I think you guys beat them in the regular season, but the Bengals will get revenge if you meet them in the divisional round. Or the Ravens, you know the Ravens have always played them tough. Two years ago, what, they beat them 36-35. Lamar didn't even play that well, but ran for two touchdowns, threw for another. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe they'll go 17-0, and that'll be nice, and then they get beat in the playoffs. All right, in the NFC, this will make Dustin happy. Eagles against the 49ers. Eagles prevail. I think these are obviously. What a, what a take. <laughs> what? 
So who was I supposed to pick? <laughs> the Cardinals like the, you did last well, year? Well, this guy's out on a limb 20 and 0. I'm, yeah. What I'm supposed to say, oh, Eagles go, go 20 and 0? That, that, you know what? This is why they're projections. They're yeah. all about objectivity. I'm about objectivity. Look, the Eagles, I know they lost a few defensive players, but I love Jalen Carter, the rookie they added at defensive tackle. We know about their pass rush. I think they're good at all levels. And the 49ers, I don't think Brock Purdy has a fall off. I mean, he won't be lead the league in passer rating, but I think he'll be effective. So I've got the Ravens and the Eagles meeting in the Super Bowl. And we'd love to see Lamar win it, but uh, I'm going with the Eagles. Wow. I'm going with the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts, I believe in his leadership. I don't think he'll let him have a Super Bowl hangover. I'm not saying they have the, the record regular season is as good as last year's, but I think they're motivated. That's what Jason Kelsey only came back for the right. Super Bowl. I, I think they I get want, it done. I want to hear coaches take on that, but just may I say something very quickly. It is patently ludicrous to say they are going to have the Arrowhead Invitational and not have the Chiefs in it. You have, it's one thing to say they're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl every year. But they literally, every year, host the Arrowhead okay. Invitation. Is it like okay. the World and Cup? Like you can have different teams? Okay. No, uh, well, I don't know. But so every it's year, it's more Patrick like the Masters, career, where it's always at the They're Augusta. going to make well, the no, AFC Well, no, here's what I would tell you. Tom Brady made eight consecutive AFC title games. It's one of the craziest Feats, I think, in sports history. Yeah, yeah. 2011 to 2018 made eight Final Fours in that a row. Wasn't, yeah, you the, the AFC well, wasn't as tough this year. You, you guys aren't the Patriots. Okay, well, that's uh, okay. <laughs> so be it. If that, that's fine, but so I, well, but I want to know, Coach, where team. you stand on his Final Four and bracket. Okay, look, I can't say there's never a doubt with, with oh. prediction <laughs> at all, but I, I see what you're saying about Kansas City. I think Kansas City is, is going to be in this mix. I don't. Thank I, you. I have a tough time projecting the Ravens out there. The, the thing with Kansas City, though, is I know Nick wants to explain away the lack of sack production, you know, without Chris Jones, and they've got all these young guys, but, you know, it's one sack every seven games with the group that they have. Right now, and I guess Eric Bieniemy made no difference to Kansas City's offense at all. I guess what we're saying is Eric Bieniemy had no impact on that offense because they're still going to be as explosive as ever. And we're going to discount that and the young receivers. The Chiefs aren't even on this graphic, coach. I know. This is Bruce. I'm saying that's the story. Why he's telling you why they are. This is why I can see why Chris is saying what he's saying. The problem they or the the upside they do have is they've got Patrick Mahomes. And, and that's going to put him in this mix sure. for as long as he plays every single year. They do have Andy Reid. They have the benefit of that continuity. And, and I think that I have a hard time with, with the Ravens. I'm a little bit better on, on the Bengals here. And in terms of the, the Eagles and 49ers, I think the Eagles are going to have a tougher time getting back to the, to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl than, than Kansas City is. Okay, so I just want to make this very clear before I give mine. Coach totally thinks your Super Bowl is ludicrous and spent his time attacking me. I just, he <laughs> spent his time attacking me. Coach thinks the Ravens might miss the playoffs and the Eagles are going to have a very hard time getting back and spent all his time attacking me for, for mine. All right, so we'll the, I'll do my AFC quickly because it's obvious. It's the GOAT and the Prince. So you have Patrick oh, Mahomes gosh. beating Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's what you saw in the playoffs last year. Okay, the, listen, I, guys, I, I, we don't even have to argue about it. We did it last year, and then, of course, Wilds literally bent the knee. Brew was about to, but then he was like, bugle boy something or other. <laughs> the NFC is a little less predictable. 
On paper, the Eagles and Niners are the cream of the crop. Okay. Games, however, coach, as you taught me years ago, not played on paper. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cowboys, Seahawks. What? NFC what? Championship what? game. The Cowboys. Something, hey, something here's, a, here's a fun fact. Who are the only teams in the league to win 12 games each of the last two years? Oh, that's my Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the Cowboys. For all the trash we talk on the Cowboys, they have had sustained regular season success. Now, will they have postseason success? They haven't in 28 years. I think they will. And for the Seahawks, Geno Smith from 2015 to 2020 started two football games. I don't think we really knew how good of a quarterback he was because he started two football games post his first two years in the league and then getting his jaw broken by a teammate. Since then, he has started 20 games. He has 35 touchdowns, 11 picks, completes 70% of his passes, and a 102 rating. Last year, he led the NFL in completion percentage. He led his conference in touchdown passes. He had a better passer rating than Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. So I don't think the Seahawks were a fluke. I think, in fact, they're poised to be better because they played so many young guys. Mm. So I think they get back to they get to the conference championship game. And then we have a Chiefs-Cowboys Super Bowl. And unlike the 2007 Patriots, the Chiefs won't blow it at the very end. Okay. They will complete the undefeated season. Cow. And the Chiefs wow. are the champions. Solid. Since you already ripped wow. the Chiefs yeah. already, can you tell us yes. about the NFC? NFC? First of all, I really love your Seahawks pick. Thank you. And I would actually put I, – I would say the Seahawks, I could see them being in the Super Bowl. Wow. I could see the Seahawks being in the Super Bowl. And I wow. think that they, they, they started four rookies last year. Geno Smith's story is incredible. I love the way he's handled his, his success. They had five picks in the top 50 of, of this yep. year's draft. So they've got this influx of young talent that's now all Russell growing. Wilson trades, the gift that keeps on giving. It's all Yeah, it's all now growing together. <laughs> I, I don't mind the Dallas pick either. I, I think that Dallas has to have a very specific formula. They've got to run the ball, okay, and I know you hate that, but that's what's been good for Dak. Now the question is, who takes Zeke's 230 carries from last year? There's no veteran running back behind Tony Pollard. Their old line is built to run the ball, and then it's turnovers. So they they were really good at creating turnovers. Now they've got to protect the football that much better than they did last year. Obviously, Zeke's talked a lot about that. And this, this window for Dallas is closing because yeah, it is. I, I don't think that, that Dan Quinn's going to be here after after this season. Ooh. So, Gets you know, I, I think, I, if they, especially if they have this kind of success, he's going to have his like choice that. of jobs. Like now, Brew, can I try to sell you on the Cowboys? They should you have the number try. one defense in football. They have the guy both of us think is going to win Defensive yeah. Player of the Year in Micah Parsons. They have a diverse receiving core, three guys that all do different things somewhat well. Brandon Cooks can be the vertical threat that Dak, right. that I think can help that offense. You like Tony Pollard a lot. I like Love him a him. fair amount. I think Deuce Vaughn, because he's on the Cowboys, will become something of a household name because he's a tiny guy, a rookie, a good story, yeah. and he could make some flash plays. And so I think Micah Parsons has a 20-sack season. Wow. I also wow. think he catches a touchdown pass, a la Mike Vrabel, a la what we've seen with some of the uh, – we saw J.J. Watt catch three touchdown passes yeah. the year he almost won league MVP, not just defensive player McCarthy's of the year. calling Micah Parson off At the goal line. Well, I he, think so. Here, here's the thing. And, Nick, <laughs> you've always – quarterback. He does it all for Dallas. <laughs> you've always been critical – of Mike McCarthy's clock management. I don't love the it. Games. I don't love it. And, and you're right, rightly so. You've been critical of it. And I think that, Coach, that can be the difference between winning a big playoff game and losing one. I still have questions, obviously, about Dak. 
All right, and I we'll get to the Cowboys a little bit later, but mm. Seattle, Geno was great early on in the season. I'm still not convinced he's going to back that up. Last five games, eight touchdowns, five interceptions, completion percentage plummeted, and these were games they needed. Yep. I think they went three and five over their last eight. Now, I know they got some good players in the offseason, but I'm not convinced Geno's going to be able to follow this up. Wilds, yes. I'm ready. Really? Yes. We have one have hour been, left. You, you about to make some predictions? Are you going to do wow. your picks? People have been waiting know. and waiting and in the comments and mailing me letters saying, Wilds, where are your predictions? And I wanted to save the best for last. Wow. I didn't want to sprinkle them on. I wanted to give them to you here. In the AFC, everybody knows that I'm a Chiefs guy. Oh, my. You <laughs> waited all week just to pick the Chiefs. I, what do you want me to do? You waited all Abandoned week the Chiefs? just to pick the Chiefs. That was a big hit at the parade. You were. I was a big you hit. Were. I also, until the Patriots can beat the Bills, I have to bend the knee to Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and the Bills. I would love wow. to have the Patriots beat the Bills. And I think the Patriots will still sneak in. But we can't beat you guys. So I see them rolling, but I still have the Chiefs winning. Then, in the NFC, have I been influenced? What? Vikings? Have I been influenced what? by watching quarterback ad nauseum at my home? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but why weren't the Vikings any good? It's because Kirk Cousins needs eight yards and he throws it four yards for the final play of the game? Yeah, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is because they have a uh, horrendous defense. Well, guess who showed up? Brian Flores. So I think Brian Flores is going to immediately fix that defense. I still gave the nod to the Eagles, even though, Coach, I think they talk too much about the turf, and they've got to focus more on the rearview mirror instead of what's ahead of them. Luckily, I kind of agree with Broussard that I think Jalen Hurts just continues to get better each year. So they get to the NFC Championship but lose to the Vikings. Then finally, and this is a surprise, going to go out on a limb here. My champion is the Kansas City. You're unbelievable. <laughs> what do you want me to do? It's unbelievable. Well, the 90s bulls. <laughs> That's my take. Wow. That's my take. You convinced wow. me. What's the point of all of this? Are you just trying to get my vote? You got it. You're out there campaigning ad nauseum, and I'm like, you got my vote. Like, I don't want your vote. You did never clap for it. You did kill Broussard on his take, and then he came out with that one. Yeah. Yes. They're good. Yes. They're good too. I'd be right. I'm, I'm Mr. Obvious. I'm Captain Obvious, and you pick the Chiefs? I also have to reveal a tattoo. <laughs>